Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview one of the most commanding voices on bass today from Tokyo, Japan, Yasushi Nakamura. Yasushi, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Could you please tell the people about yourself? Yeah, uh, this is Yasushi Nakamura, a bassist and a composer. Uh, I'm originally from Tokyo, Japan, but I've been living in the U.S. almost uh, 30 years now. Uh, I first moved to Alaska in 92. I was nine and lived there for two years because uh, my dad used to work in the fishing industry. And then moved to Seattle, spent my teenage time there, and this was, was where I started playing bass around 15. And then I made a big jump, and I got my degree in Berkeley uh, College of Music in Boston, and finally moved to New York and got an artist diploma in Juilliard. And uh, since then, I'm here in New York for almost mm, 16, 17 years, working, recording, touring world, uh, mostly as a sideman, but uh, I also have a my own trio has released two albums, and I'm looking forward to do more soon. Okay. What are the <laughs> names of the two albums that you did? Uh, the, the the first one was called Lifetime Treasure, and it was released in 2016, and the second one was called Hometown 2017. Okay. So coming from a fisherman family to a <laughs> jazz basis, so... Did your parents like your decision or support it when you decided uh, to go to Berkeley? Yeah, they were, you know, 100% supportive. And, uh, you know, I don't know why I didn't choose to become a fisherman, but, uh, <laughs> you know, base, base chose me. Base chose you. And what made you, or what, le- what, what was one of your motivations to at least choose the base out of all the instruments? Uh, I actually started playing uh, saxophone and clarinet first. But uh, when I was in middle school, uh, my band director kind of looked at my hand and said, hey, you should uh, start playing bass. So I kind (laughs) of took his words. Okay, no problem. So you being an active musician and you went to two really prestigious music academies, Berkeley and Juilliard, what is something you experienced and learned in both of them? Um, well, I think uh, school's a great, great place to, you know, get your stuff together in the preparation. So it's a place to be punctual, place to practice, a you know, place to learn, common sense. And I think most importantly, a place for you to bond with your uh, fellow students and faculties and uh, I think even in school, you know, we always go for 100 percent. You know, you never know who's listening and watching. So I think you can apply all these things to the real world. But uh, and uh, most gigs now, you know, I still got a beautiful relationships with my older peers and mentors you know, from Berkeley or Juilliard. So they're kind of priceless existence, you know. Yeah, understood. Yeah. So. How did you see the jazz world when you were a student versus now? Um, 
I knew it wasn't it was not a going to be an easy path. You know, you have to uh, preserve and be patient and be strong mentally. You know, you can't expect yourself to work right after college. You know, it's a long journey and commitment. Uh, and I guess my dream was to play and make music with musicians that I grew up listening to and still is, but uh, it didn't work like that right after college. You know, I had to play in the hotel gigs, restaurant gigs, weddings, which is cool, uh, but it takes time. So, But, but currently you, you perform with a lot of them that you idolize, right? Yeah, those it's, you know, it's my dreams are coming true and it's, keep on going <laughs> okay. okay name two or three of them and who else would you like to record with in the future oh uh well recently i've been working a lot with uh vincent herring uh christian sands emmett cohen uh, and uh i guess next month i'm s- still scheduled to play with uh hiromi <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't know. You know, maybe uh, you know the you know the legend is not gonna be with us, no, you know, soon. So more the older musician, if I get to record, you know. All right. So we'll come back to him. I mean, later I have some questions on that, but. Okay. As a jazz student, what did you expect once you graduated? Um, I guess um, it's. I mean, like I said, uh, I guess you know I had to be patient. You know, I got to prepare. So you know, I I had to learn other people's music and I just practice a lot you know so okay and what advice would you tell someone going into music right now uh I guess um, again practice a lot the original yet you know learn history from you know and learn from legend and be strong mentally and be ready all right and what is something people seem to misunderstand about the jazz world or the music world in general oh that's uh <laughs> um i guess uh well i'll tell you one thing uh, i've been traveling a lot lately i'm only home maybe 30 for 40 percent of the year not now, obviously, but uh, people seem to not understand, you know, the difficult or the burden part, and they only see the golden part of our life. You know, I usually get a comment saying, "Wow, you must be lucky you get to go to all these places." You know, you know, don't get me wrong, I love touring. Touring was my, you know, dream, but we sacrifice a lot of things. You know, our job is very unique, and uh, we sacrifice a lot, a lot of time, sleep away from family and relationship and uh touring's not easy we get up uh early we, we get up for early lobby calls travel by flight or train and checking in a hotel and 
sound check perform sometimes mandatory receptions or uh after party and another hang <laughs> depends on abandon the next day same thing goes on and on for two weeks straight so it's not a easy life for the most time and the most time i don't get to see any places so yeah that's and I'll, also I, agree. Yeah. I see that problem yeah. a lot when you go abroad and everything people think right. like you perform the gig and then you go to like the eiffel tower right right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and 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 also some people, not not everyone, but doesn't seem to understand the amount of time we spend on the music. You know, it's it's endless. So that's why I love this music. But I think amount of time we spend and concentration we put in into the music is a kind of equivalent to being lawyer or astronaut. In my opinion, you know, maybe, but. <laughs> But we have to have love to do this music, you know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that brings up something else. So, like, someone that I personally love, because you, four of my favorite piano players in the scene right now, you recorded uh-huh. with. But Christian Sands coming out with a new album soon, or it's about oh, to yeah, be released. Yeah. And his last album, some of the chart changes and the rhythmic patterns you do uh-huh. on the songs. Obviously, you guys spend a lot of time practicing on those. Like, was it a week before you recorded or was it like a long-term recording project? What was it? Um, well, Christian's, you know, he's incredible musicians, you know, and, uh, I mean, we, we kind of been playing together, uh, almost 10 years, more than 10 years now. So we kind of have a bond and understanding of the concept, but, uh, for those recordings, he, <laughs> I don't know. He he might get mad. He he brings uh like a week before or two weeks before the recording, and we just uh, have one or two rehearsals, and boom, you know. Nah, so. nah, nah. <laughs> I agree. And if yeah. my bass player been on this before, and we yeah. have a piano player who I'm gonna bring on in the future. Been with him mm-hmm. since college, and yeah. he would have no peace. Up until the recording session, and yeah. then he'll write it on a napkin, and then he'll oh, be yeah. like, "Okay, guys, this is what I want." And yeah. it's frustrating, but it works. A lot yeah, of times I like mean, that. it's it's you know, it could be disaster or it could be you know, golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one or the other. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since you've been, I want to say, out of college for like twenty years, roughly, right? Yeah. Okay. What is something you noticed about the music scene recently? Um. I guess, well, in jazz, pre-corona, uh, well, I think I, I believe jazz is a traditional music. Uh, I think you learn from the uh, past and and then you create your own voice and have to pass along to another generation. And uh, I said it earlier, but every year jazz legends are leaving us and some that's still out here are not going to longer be with us so forever. So... I think understanding of value of tradition, it's going to be difficult to remain. And uh, I think it's important to uh, interact and feel and play with those guys. And, you know, I try to catch their concert much as I can and play with them if I can. And, uh, but, uh, so that part is kind of fading. So, but on the other hand, maybe, maybe like, our mid-age jazz musicians, maybe including me, submissions to pass along 
you know, those things to younger musicians, you know, so. Understood. Uh, so how has Corona affected you personally? Um, well, I lost a whole bunch of gigs and I'm kind of slower on the internet side. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, I guess I've been practicing writing and, uh, you know, and I actually injured earlier this year, so it was a good time for me to recover. But not now, the last couple of weeks, now it's, we're picking up. I recently played at a Smalls, uh, you know, no, no, with no audience. And uh, I have another one the next month. But um, Okay. Yeah. Yep. Be sure to check that out. And what did you injure? Yeah. It wasn't your hand, hopefully, right? Yeah, I, I kind of fractured. I fell from the stairs. I wasn't drunk, but I, I, fell. <laughs> <laughs> I fell from stairs and I landed on my elbow and I fractured my elbow and I had to keep playing for like two weeks straight. So it kind of Ow. got worse, but uh, it was, yeah, but I'm okay now, I think. Okay. Children through it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you think jazz will be in 10 years? Um, I think, well, I have to think optimistic and positive, you know, I think it's in good hand, you know, long as we have good education and jazz fest and all those concerts. And there's so many high level younger generation of musicians are coming up and uh, I think they'll represent jazz and open up, you know, new ways and sounds. So I think it's, you know, we're in good hands, I think. Name one that you're passionate about or are you looking forward towards seeing develop? Uh, name one musician? Yeah, one young one. Um, well, I recently heard uh, uh, Micah Thomas. Uh, the, he's a pianist and uh, I was blown away. He's, uh, he has his own concept and very musical. It's complex and uh, but yet, you know, swinging and he he understands the tradition, I, I thought, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. So as a bass player, you tend to be in a lot more demand than a lot of the other instruments because you could do bass in rock, you could do it in jazz, you could do it in a lot mm -hmm. of traditional stuff. How has that affected you or your relationship with your colleagues? Um. Well, I love... Well, first, first of all, I, I think you know you gotta love the music, but uh, you know I, I just straight up love learning and playing other people's music and uh, and try to understand and support their concept, you know. And bassist, you know, we're uh, we're I mean, you know, not everyone, but for me, you know, bassist is a giver, you know. Is I try to roll down red carpet for the band, you know, that's my job. I gotta make everyone happy, swinging, and I gotta make them comfortable, you know, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, mm -hmm. would you talk them out of being a musician? Oh, no. I will. Uh, 
I'll definitely recommend it, and I'll tell him. But I'll tell him to do do more and encourage him to do more. But uh, you know, jazz, you know, they jazz accepted me, you know, and treated me like family and gave me a hope to believe I'm okay to be who I am. So uh, I don't know. It's a beautiful, you know, culture, you know, so I, I'll definitely won't say no to my 18-year-old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, if you could remove all the barriers and constraints, what type of project would you do mm-hmm. and who would be on it? Oh, man. That's difficult. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, uh, keep pursuing my dream, you know, to play, you know, and working as a, to be a best sideman, you know, play with the new and newer and older people. And, uh, but, uh, maybe I, I kind of want to get into more digital music. You know, I want to study, you know, tracking, making you know, beats or I'm not sure. Like you want to go into a lo-fi scene? Maybe. I, I want to, you know, study maybe. Not not necessary going, you know, switch switch over there. But, you know, just check out, you know, what's really happening in there musically, you know. And also maybe bass orchestras. <laughs> if, what do you maybe, mean bass orchestra? Maybe collaborate, you know, call Every basis in New York. Oh, <laughs> you're not the only person who said that. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you know. Do you know Ellen yeah. Wang? Uh from Nor- I heard the name from yeah. Norway. She said something like that when she oh, came really? on, and I was just like, but she also said, "I don't think anyone would listen to it." But yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that means at least I know two bass players that are oh, yeah. performing in that. And I'm yeah. pretty sure Christian McBride would be down because he seems oh, to be yeah, yeah. up for all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen one picture. I think it was a tribute to Mill Hinton, but uh, I think they did something like that with maybe 50 bassists in Carnegie Hall or something. But <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking more, you know, full bassists in Central Park. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I will show up. I will buy yeah, a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, I don't know how many other people would for that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, what is the best compliment you ever received? Um, I guess, huh? Well, any compliments are uh, appreciated, but I usually get soulful or swinging. You know, I like those because. Whenever I play, you know, I try to put all my soul into it and, uh, and I try to do my best. Uh, but actually, uh, I mentioned earlier, but my maybe my first bass teacher, name of Michael Stern, he was uh, he was kind of multi-talented person, teacher, uh, act, actor, and um, bassist, and and he he you know. I was playing uh, electric bass first, but uh, he looked at my hand saying, uh, hey, you should uh, try playing acoustic and uh, you're going to be great. And he he brought me a bass to my place and he gave me a 
couple free lessons and and I think this was the best compliment and uh, inspiration I ever got. I would have to agree. That's a good one, and it yeah. worked out really well for you. Yeah, you know, I gotta thank him. He made me. <laughs> yeah. So, just like I said, you worked with four of my favorite ones: Yomi, Theodore Hill, oh, Kristen cool, yeah. Sands, and I'm gonna butcher her name, but this is how I first, at least, heard you and met you. I was in the okay. recording session when what's her name? Uh, Chihiro Yamanaka. Oh, Chihiro. Yeah. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. I don't know how she's not big. I'm not saying Hiromi and the other ones aren't good. I'm just saying I saw you perform live when you recorded uh, a set f- at Lincoln Center with her. Mm, okay. And I was more than impressed. So, yeah. when you're working with these type of four players, because all four of them are different. Yeah. How do you approach that? Um... Well, it's 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 not a verbal, but I have to kind of understand their concept, you know, you know, what to play, what not to play, you know. They, I mean, some 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 of them will tell you, you know, what they want, but you know, most most of the time you have to uh, just go with your own decisions, you know. So, I mean. For Theo, you know, he's kind of hard hitter, you know. So he, you know, his music's real intense. So I have to be ready with those kind of energy. I have to give, you know, support with the fire, intense con- concept, you know. Yes. You know, with the uh, other same way, you know, you know, Chihiro, he, I mean, this is my opinion, but, you know, she comes from a lot of classical background i think so you know study those kind of voice you know you know so each each players you know i have to think different in concept you know i have to have a lot of different pockets you know well that's like i said that's just amazing because i see it work with all four of them and i'm the numerous other people you have played with i believe you played with emmett also Oh yeah, he's he's just one of the beasts too. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah, he's someone I'm looking forward towards seeing how he develops over time. Yeah, <laughs> amazing cat. Yeah. So before we go, yeah. we normally like to give a shout out and show our respects to the artists who came before us. Okay. So I'm going to tell you an instrument and two artists, but we're going to do more of a modern one. Okay. Okay. So choose. I'm going to give you two names, and you tell me which one and why. Okay. Okay. King Oliver or Harry James? Ooh. That's not modern. <laughs> uh, maybe King Oliver. Okay. Yeah. On saxophone, Benny Carter or Art mm-hmm. Pepper? Ooh. Um... Maybe Benny Carter, you know, I love his compositions and and then uh, he has a great big band too, you know. I love his, his compositions. I'm a player too. But <laughs> okay. On drums, mm-hmm. U.S.C. Owens or Makaya McKevin? Makaya. 
Oh, Ulysses, he's uh, you know, I even uh, I went to a school with him. I know him for almost twenty years now. So uh, you know, he's one of my good friends too. So I, and he's an incredible musician and educator. So I gotta go to Ulysses. <laughs> okay. Now this one's gonna be a hard one. Okay. On keys, Theodore Hill or Christian mm-hmm. Sands. Ooh. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, I love both of them, you know. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> do I have to answer this one? I prefer if you do, but if you want me to skip it, I'll skip it. <laughs> Maybe you should skip it. Okay, fine. fine. I, 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 Boo. I, I, yeah, I love both of them. <laughs> okay, on bass. Yeah. Christian McBride or Linda O? Ooh. This one you got to answer. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, maybe I think I know more Christians playing. Uh, and he was my hero. He still is. He's my hero. So, you know, I, I want to learn, you know, I want to check out more Linda, but uh, I guess I have to go with Christian. Okay. Yeah. No problem, man. So, could you tell everybody your website, your Instagram, your Twitter, mm. what all your social media? Okay, uh, I have a website, uh, yasushinakamurabase.com, and I have a Facebook, and I recently started uh, Instagram. Actually, Emmett signed me up for this, and I'm trying to figure out. But uh, yeah, I still I got those three things, and uh, you, if you. Google me and uh, and you can find me. I think. Okay, no problem, man. So, yeah. thank you for joining us today, man. It means a lot. Oh, thank you. Hopefully, oh, the questions you, weren't Andrew. too hard. No, 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 it was great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and off the air, you're going to answer my question between Theodore or Christian. All and, right. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, thank you. This is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange.